When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Space Cadets. Welcome back to the Space News Pod. My name is Will, and today we're going to discuss WFIRST, which is a space telescope that's 100 times more powerful than the Hubble Space Telescope. But before I do that, I want to thank you all for all of your support. Thank you to the Patreon patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash space news podcast. You can also go to any social media at space news pod. You can go to twitch.tv slash space news pod, youtube.com slash space news pod and space news podcast.com to continue um, your support of this podcast. Also, just subscribe to this podcast. That's the best way to support it. Subscribe and listen. And that's that's the best way. We're here to promote science. We're here to promote facts. So. If you're into that kind of stuff, hit subscribe. We'll have more for you almost every single day. Some days I'll take a break. You know, some days I'll have to do some uh, real life stuff and I can't get to the podcast. But for the most part, I mean, we have 130 some odd podcasts already and I've only been doing it a couple months. So, uh, yeah, I'm in this, man. So if you guys are here for some sciencey, spacey, techy stuff, uh, hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much. So W first. It is a telescope that's 100 times more powerful than Hubble, but it has the same mirror, right? So it's 2.4 meters across, but it has a huge 300 megapixel camera. And that camera will enable it to snap an image about 100 times greater than Hubble. The area will be 100 times greater than Hubble, but it just doesn't have that cool, huge camera. It has one of the most sensitive coronagraphs ever made, which lets it block out distant starlight on a star-by-star basis. And this next-generation telescope will uh, uncover some of the deepest mysteries of the universe. And the weird thing is, this thing wasn't even supposed to happen. Um, They've been working on it. Different scientific teams have been working on it for decades, and they've been giving proposals to NASA and to the government um, to crack the deep, dark mysteries of dark energy. And they didn't really work. None of that stuff really worked for a while. And then spies, the spy program, helped out science again. It turns out these spy programs for the National Reconnaissance Office had some huge telescopes. They were in a warehouse somewhere. We don't know. It's a spy place, so we don't know where these warehouses were. We don't know what these spy satellites were going to be for, but they classified them and they gave them to NASA to do something with. And NASA finally, you know, with WFIRST, is going to make use of one of them. And apparently WFIRST is supposed to be launching in the 2020 region, but, you know, it's NASA, so uh, government stuff, you know, funding and things like that. So it probably won't happen in the next year, but it's probably, you know, it's going to be coming in our lifetimes. 
And this telescope isn't just going to be hunting for uh, dark matter and dark energy. It's going to be hunting for exoplanets because it has the giant telescope and it has the incredible, like crazy optics on this thing. The uh, megapixel, 300 megapixel camera is absolutely astounding. So it's going to be searching for exoplanets as well. But it's not going to use the normal techniques that we use right now. It's going to use new techniques uh, called gravitational microlensing. And that's when light from a distant star will bend around an interloping planet, causing a flare in the brightness of the star. And remember that coronagraph that I was talking about a little bit earlier? Well, so if this telescope is looking directly at um, uh, an exoplanet, um, it can block out stars. So it can block out the light from other stars to focus directly on exoplanets and take pictures of exoplanets. That's incredible. So that is, it's blowing my mind that that's even a thing that we can take pictures of an exoplanet. And it's not just exoplanets though, because it's a wide field instrument it's going to be able to measure light from a billion, with a B, galaxies over the course of its mission timeline. And it'll perform a microlensing survey of the inner Milky Way to find around 2,600 exoplanets. And with its coronagraph instrument, it will directly image ice and gas giant exoplanets. All right, let's pause for a quick break and I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Now, let's do a little bit of stuff from NASA. NASA said that the spacecraft will study dark matter and dark energy with several techniques. It will perform large surveys of galaxies and galaxy clusters to see the effects of dark matter and energy on their shapes and distributions in the universe. All told, more than a billion galaxies will be observed with WFIRST. It will observe supernovae to determine their distance and properties. More than 2,000 supernovae will be observed. And WFIRST will study exoplanets with two different techniques, microlensing and uh, coronagraph. And the mission will stare at the dense star region toward the direct of the center of our Milky Way galaxy to observe microlensing events. And these brightenings caused when two stars exactly align and also provide a tally of the exoplanets around the stars. Over 2,000 exoplanets will be detected this way. And the coronagraph instrument will perform direct imaging of exoplanets around nearby stars. It will be able to detect more than 50 exoplanets and observe their properties. It will be a huge leap forward compared to current instruments. And most exciting will be spectral observations of the light from the planets to see what the properties are of the atmospheres and possibly the surfaces. And cool, this is cool. Searches will be made for signatures of life on the planets. So this isn't just a planet hunter. This thing is searching for life on these planets, for signatures of life. So this is this is a little bit different than Hubble. Hubble takes pictures. You know, Hubble takes pictures of cool stuff. And it's really absolutely mind-blowing what Hubble does. But this is an exoplanet hunter and an exoplanet life hunter. So we're looking for E.T., man, with this thing. But, you know, think about in dark matter and dark energy, and they're going to determine what they are. They're going to figure it out with this telescope, with a spy telescope, with a 300 megapixel camera. So let's get a little bit more nerdy here. Let's talk about the payload. Let's talk about the telescope. Um, it's a 2.4 meter aperture. 
and on-axis secondary mirror, which feeds two different instrument volumes containing the wide field and coronagraph instruments. The telescope hardware was built by Harris Corporation under a contract to a spy agency and is being made available to NASA. The telescope is a flight qualified 2.4 meter obscured two mirror system. Repurposing modifications will include uh, conversion to a three mirror uh, TMA optical configuration to enable a wide field of view instrument and replacements for hardware that were not provided to NASA. In the wide field instrument, it provides the wide field imaging and a slit list spectroscopic capabilities required to perform the dark energy, exoplanet microlensing, and NIR surveys, while the coronagraph instrument supports exoplanet high contrast imaging and provides a sharp point spread function, uh, precision photometry, stable observations for implementing dark energy, exoplanet microlensing, and NIR surveys. This thing is insane. The wide field instrument will do a lot of really cool stuff. Now to the coronagraph. It's an instrument that includes an imaging mode and a spectroscopic mode to perform exoplanet direct imaging and spectroscopic characterization of planets and debris disks around nearby stars. The coronagraph image covers a spectral range of 0.43 through 0.98 eight uh, micrometers, and the optical train contains two deformable mirrors that form a sequential wavefront control system, WFCS, that compensates for both phase and amplitude errors in the telescope and coronagraph optics. So we just nerded out, man. This is this thing is absolutely incredible. It's going to be um, hopefully with us in the mid 2020s. If NASA figures out a way to get all this stuff budgeted properly, it's going to be about 3.6 billion dollars which is roughly 12 percent over the budget but nasa projects usually go over the budget so something like this you know a telescope that's going to hunt exoplanets for life signs on exoplanets and also um figure out what dark energy and dark matter are i mean that's worth it right 3.6 billion dollars it's a little bit over budget it's worth it it's worth it i mean science as human beings we want to discover things we want to discover um, new frontiers. We want to discover where we came from. This is where we came from. This is why we're here. And we want to know what that is. You know, we want to know why we're here. You know, this telescope can help us find that out. And that wraps up this episode of the Space News, Space Cadets. If you want to help support the pod, uh, go to patreon.com slash space news podcast. Also, you can go to YouTube, youtube.com slash space news pod. You can go to twitch.tv slash space news pod. Every social at space news pod. Um, so thank you so much for listening. This has been Will for the Space News Pod, and I will see you soon.